When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability. I'm Mike, and I'm here alone. Not because of Nick's fault. Our schedules are not lining up at all. And it's primarily my fault. With the whole COVID thing, we got put behind, and we almost skipped this week. But I never want to, and neither does Nick. So we did have something happen in my life, and I thought this is an opportunity to communicate it. So what I wanted to talk about was how we deal with jobs. Recently, I found myself pretty upset. I was, well, deeply upset. I'm not accustomed to not being good at what I do. And as of late, I really felt like I wasn't very good at what I did. I kept telling Jameson, you know, my job might be temporary because I can't seem to do what everybody else can do. And it started to make me feel bad. Now, for those of you who've been listening to Realistic Sustainability for a while, you all know that I'm an engineer. And that job is very challenging. Even when things are going right, it still has quite a few challenges. But that isn't the only thing I've done. Obviously, I'm doing this show. Realistic Sustainability did 103 episodes, which I know I keep saying that over and over again, but we're really proud of it. And that's a lot of episodes, and we want to keep that going. But it isn't the only stuff we do either. We also have LiveLaunch.org. We work with Stemnetics. And as uh, most of you know, Dabble and Dabble Gaming just opened. So I do have a lot of things going on, on top of the fact of being a dad of a family of fives. It is already challenging to be an engineer, but when you have hobbies like I do, it makes it even harder. I've always been able to manage my processes. It didn't matter if I was going to school, working, and balancing family. There were times that I was frustrated or struggled, but most of the time I was able to balance those things and handle all the issues that came along with it. But this year, this year I had some serious challenges. Matter of fact, I'm not great with secrets and I don't usually share, but it was starting to affect me. It affected me in ways that I have never had before. I had created doubt if I could even do the job, that I had lost my confidence in a lot of the things I do, which led to a lot of depression and emotional concern and issues. You know, I was very worried that I was letting my family down or letting my work team down, which I get self-conscious about anyways. I hate letting people down, which created this like fear of loss of employment. It was a heavy burden, a heavy weight that I carried this year. It has created challenges in my schedule. But then over the holidays, we contracted COVID. The Christmas break for an engineer is basically from Christmas Eve through the 2nd of January. And I get a lot of things done during that time. That is where I catch up on extra things around the house. We record a lot of episodes so I can get to them and, and edit them when I can. But at least I have that content. And we were preparing to open Dabble. On top of the fact you have Christmas with a whole bunch of kids. So I usually pack a lot of stuff in during that time off. Well, this year, I slept. I slept the whole break. I kept setting up appointments with Nick to record and then sleeping right through them. And even though I was vaxxed, it doesn't make you bulletproof. Because when it came to COVID, my family was very, very lucky. So my complaints are purely because there was things I wanted to do. 
we did not have health concerns and we're very lucky for that but the real reason why i wanted to have this conversation is what happened in my primary job feeling like a failure i was having a hard time keeping up with my work my workload seemed to be impossible. Sometimes I would start as early as five o'clock in the morning and get done at midnight, still leaving things that were supposed to be done that day on the table. That is not a great feeling. Well, now a lot of things have changed at work. We have new bosses. And with those new bosses, they start to reevaluate what everybody's doing. At that moment, I started to worry. I wasn't keeping up. And when they really go to evaluate me, it wasn't going to be pretty. What they found was, statistically, because of course we're engineers, everything should be quantified, was that I was currently attempting to do the job of 3.6 engineers. So not only was I wanting to do all these extra things, the kindness projects, dabble, this show, all these other projects, I was heavily overloaded at work. The workload was nowhere capable of being done. It was, you almost needed four people to do it. So not only they have a family of five, a show, a bunch of websites, a community program, STEM classes, building a new business, but my professional workload was at 3.6 employees. I was sent this message by, by my team lead, and I gotta tell you, it was like a massive weight had actually been removed off my back. It wasn't me. I wasn't the reason. The reason was the workload was too much for anyone, not just me, but generally anyone. And the fact they noticed, they didn't blame me. They didn't say you weren't doing enough. They saw it and they acknowledged it. Honestly, for a minute, I felt like crying. For a year, I have felt completely inadequate and the company had just acknowledged it wasn't me over this last year. You know, a lot of times you see stories of companies blaming their employees, blaming them for things that they have done. Lucky for me, I work at a place that doesn't do that. They are now actively attempting to reduce my workload obligations. And my lead is constantly pulling responsibility onto himself so that I don't have to do it. I'm pretty lucky. I work at a place where they value me because they could have just said, Mike, you're not getting it done. I'm very thankful that the people around me see things and change it. Ownership of mistakes is a big deal. I try to do it. I try to teach it to my children. It's always challenging. But for business or corporations to do it, kudos to them. But the reason why I actually wanted to tell you this story is how many of you out there are overwhelmed? How many feel like you can't get your job done? Well, it might not be you. In a sustainable world, we have to have a work-life balance. I have not. I have not had a work-life balance. I have just been working on one project or another, but always working. And it made me think, out of all the listeners out, maybe you're in the same situation, but you're your company hasn't told you that it's not you. Chances are it's not you. Sometimes you go through these things so long that you start to internalize it. You start to look at yourself and say, well, maybe this is just something I can't do. It's not necessarily true. I bet you can do it. I bet you're doing it for more than just you. Maybe you're doing it for two people. Maybe you're doing twice the work you need to do. Maybe you're doing three times the work or more. This is important. We can't live like that. You can't have that stress. You can't have that weight. And where I work, it was very lucky for them to notice and make the change. Maybe you're not getting that same thing. So I wanted to put this out there. Look at what you're doing. Because I would tell you, last year, my thoughts, my self-worth, my mental health, my sleep habits, and even my diet were worse. 
I did worse last year than I ever have in any of those things. Even though we try to work on stuff and in the moments Nick and I get talking and it's all good, my overall mental health was not as good as it could be because I was always worrying about, was I going to lose that job? Was I going to not be able to accomplish what everybody else seems to be able to accomplish? All of my days were booked from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed. You have to look at your day. Do you have that recharge time? Does your work dominate your thoughts? It's not healthy. It robbed me of my relaxation. And it even robbed me of the ability to focus on my kids and wife. And the last thing I want is others to endure how my last year went. And if I can just tell you this, even though I will tell you it's not comfortable telling you inside stuff about me because it's hard. No one ever likes to say I couldn't. No one ever likes to say I failed. And I'll be honest, I hate saying things about me in public. So it is something I'm only doing this because I'm afraid some of you are doing the same. And what if no one tells you? What if you have to do that for two years? What if you have to do that for four or five or you've done it your whole career? It's not healthy. In today's world, we need to do more for us. I know we have to have jobs. In today's society, we have to have a job. And without a job, you can't pay your bills. And we can't function in today's society. And for me, without the job, not only could I not do my normal things, but Jamie, Jameson and I couldn't help as many people as we do or do the programs that we do. A lot of times, we just subsidize it. We pretty much pay for most of the podcast, the advertising, and almost every program we do. We couldn't do that if I wasn't working. Don't get me wrong. It's good to have ownership. It's good to have pride in what you do, but it does not define us. We are not what we do, unless you're talking about the kindness and the actions and that stuff. You are not your job. If you have a fantastic job, it doesn't make you a better person. Your actions make you a better person. So we have to remember that. The job, well, the job trades money for our time. And from us, we're trading hours of our life for income so that we can do things on the rest of the hours that we want to. We need to quit feeling like the job is the primary. We are just there to get the resources to do the things we want to do in life. I'm there because I like the challenge. I like the guys I work with and the gals I work with. But that income helps me do all the other things. It does not define who I am. I just simply sell them some hours so that I can do a job for them so that when I'm done, I can follow passions. And although I think we'd all rather have Nick here with me because it is way better to have a conversation with Nick than me just talking to a wall or to currently the picture of me inside of Google, but we didn't have that opportunity. And I think this conversation would have been even better with Nick, but it has to be out there. And I'll be honest, I didn't want to skip an episode. You've already had two reruns, and it doesn't matter if I've had COVID or work has been a pain. I like having episodes out at the right time so that when you're expecting them, they're there. And I appreciate your patience as we kind of catch up. I do promise, starting next week, Nick is back. Nick and I will be right back on track doing and saying the things that we always have in the last year and a half which will make me happy because I got to tell you, I've missed the guy and we've got a handful of shows written that I think you'll really enjoy. See, we're lucky, even though 
I was having trouble and had to put out reruns. I got comments on reruns. People were excited to rehear them and talk about how different they are from today's episodes. I got lots of comments. It was actually kind of fun. Not only that, listenership actually went up. So we're still getting people listening to all these episodes. We, Nick and I, and the rest of the team at Realistic Sustainability are really quite lucky. And we do appreciate everybody out there who's taken the time to check on us or just continue to listen. And that's why I wanted to do this episode. First of all, I hate leaving you guys with nothing. That's not okay. And I got to tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting us as much as you do. I also kind of wanted to explain. It's been a weird start to 2022, but there was reasons. And I wanted you to know that. So you didn't think that this is how the show was going to be forever going forward. Because it isn't. It's going back to its format. But I also, more importantly, wanted to talk to anybody out there who's struggling. If you can't handle that job, start looking. If they're not coming to you and saying you're doing the job of three people or two people, start looking for another one because you have to have this mental health to accomplish anything. You, If you want to do anything in life, you have to feel good and you have to be, have to be thinking clearly. And when you are dominated by employment, you can't. You can't sleep without thinking about a problem. You can't sit at a picnic without thinking about that problem. I've had times where I have been at dinner with my wife and I'm I'm trying to work out a problem. We can't do that. Work gets its time. They pay for it. It's well defined. We get the rest because life is finite. And as far as I know, we only get one. So it's very, very important that we take the time to enjoy the one we have. And that's really all I have this week. I just wanted to get that message out, a minor explanation, not an excuse, just an explanation. So thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, or if you like this episode, share it with a friend or post it on social media. If you want to help support realistic sustainability, you can become a monthly sustainer on our anchor site, or if you go to greetingyourlife.org, you can find it there. People are doing it for less than a dollar a month. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you who do that. Thank you so very much. If you want to support us in another way, just leave us a five-star review. Leave a comment. Click a like. Do something. Interact showing those companies that we are someone that you're listening to. Click the follow button. Anything that might help. That helps us get into all the search engines. So when someone types in sustainability, we might even pop up when the first few. Then when they click on it, it's your kind words that they pay attention to. That gives us the shot. So if you get an opportunity, leave that review. We greatly do appreciate it. Thank you all for hanging in there with us and listening to Realistic Sustainability, even while we work through this beginning of the year problem. We greatly appreciate it. And honestly, I'm honored. And remember, we're just getting together to get a little bit better each week. Little bit, little bit, big bit. Thanks again. I'm Mike. And next week, Nick and I will see you. Learning should always be fun. It's proven. When you make it fun, kids will remember. Here at Stepnetics, we believe in teaching kids about science, technology, engineering, and math by building projects. These students are building robots, rockets, electrical circuits, cars, and much more 
stem surrounds us and the biggest companies in the world are tech companies. Let us help you support your little scholars and prepare them for the future. For more information, visit us at stemnetics.org.